Right. Exactly. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. then, then you're learning a lot of good, valuable lessons about physics, but also just life in general. <laughs> learning a lot about physics. I like that. that that's going to be the line for the episode. This is Alex Johnson welcoming you back to Upper Back Hair, uh, episode number two, part number two with Malik Jiba, uh, picking up right where we left off from part one. Hopefully you checked out that whole video. If not, uh, it was released about a week ago. Check it out. Uh, but we got this one here from you. Again, uh, we're going we're gonna to lead you in right with what we were just uh, dropping at the very end of that episode. So hope you enjoy. Thanks. Yeah, and, and it's, it's interesting that you said that because that's basically what I ended up doing. I ended up basically giving him more than we agreed on, but I just gave him the money. Yeah. yeah and you know, I yeah. came home and I had a conversation with Chris and Chris was like, well, it doesn't matter how objective you try to be. Like, he's not going to see that like he's not in a in the place that you're in you know, so you need to understand right. and i was like okay yeah and you know this is this kind of ties into one of the other topics you wanted to bring up yeah uh, so i'm going to kind of use this as a jump point here um so this gets into how can we meet people where they're at in their emotional state right yeah. had you met him in his emotional state of how can i help you yeah. Also, here's this other thing that I'd like to, to, to utilize. Would this be a way that I can help you? The whole conversation changes. The whole yeah. response changes. And one of the, the, the nexus here to this other topic was that, you know, you were talking about some difficulties in dealing with family members in ways that can be challenging. And at least for, from my recollection of a particular conversation, maybe this is a, a particular instance you want to refer to. Maybe it's not where you kind of had to meet the family member at the state they were in because they were going through some life stage changes and trying to hold on in ways that you found to be detrimental, but had had a difficult time getting to a meeting of the minds. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been having a lot of difficulties as well with um, family members, uh, mostly parents. Mm. And, you know, I'm, 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 it, it's teaching me a lot about, you know, what, you know, what direction my evolution as a human being needs to take, mm. especially with dealing with, you know, you know, the parental units and then, you know, siblings, family, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's, you know, I have not learned a lesson yet. The, the one lesson I've learned so far like I've not learned a full lesson. The one lesson I've learned so far is that, you know, when I'm dealing with, with parents, you know, I have African parents, you know, for all, <laughs> anybody out there who's, who's watching or listening, they know exactly what that means. You know, African parents are very unique in the way that um, the parent-child relationship is mostly sort of a power dynamic, you know? there is not a lot of affection um you know that's 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 shown 
you know, from parent to child or, or, or the other way around, usually in, in, you know, in, in, in that, in that relationship, mm. your parents are just basically like authority figures a lot of time. Um, and that's fine. You know, it, it's, it is what it is. It's just, you know, it's a matter of, of you know, cultural differences, but the problem is for me, you know, I think this, these, these type of types of discussions had that had they happen in a universe where I never left my home country, that would have been okay because they deal with these types of, you know, these types of situations a little differently back home in Senegal than, you know, people would here in the West. Okay. But, you know, I basically immigrated to the United States as a young man with family, you know, about 18 years ago. You know, that completely changed my life. You know, I realized that, you know, I could achieve sort of, you know, self-determination. You know, that I could hmm. be a person and that I could have my own opinions. So the, if I were to just cast in very broad brush strokes here, one of the chief differences among American culture versus most other world cultures um, especially African and I would say uh, Asian, is that the American culture is heavily individualistic, right. where that is not the case in, in a lot of the world. So is it, is it fair to say that arriving in the United States showed you what individualism even is? In a lot of ways, yeah, yeah, I could agree with that. You know, it, it, it's it's individualism, but it's also, you know, being in America sort of really changed my perspective as to, you know, the degree of of human interaction that you could have with a loved one. Mm. You know, because I didn't know that. You know, I could voice my opinion, you know, whether, whether it's, a, you know, it's an agreement or a different opinion, you know, relative to my parents, you know, as a kid in Africa, I didn't know that, that, that just wasn't an option for me. Do you remember where you did learn that specifically? No, it was more of a gradual thing. It was more of an evolution. It's like, you know, like, you know, just, you know, me imbuing myself into the American culture, me sort of assimilating and learning about, you know, different ways that people can feed each other. You know, because when you live in this particular society, right, and you've never sort of gotten out of that, the confines of the society, that society, you don't know, you don't know anything else. You only know yeah. what you know. But when you get out and you're exposed to different things, like, you know, like, in my culture, like we don't really touch. We touch, but like, you know, like, let me, let me, let me sort of unpack that. So like in my culture, like here's a difference, like in Senegal, it's very, it's okay for, you know, two male counterparts to touch, to hold hands, you know, to touch while talking, to walk holding hands. That's not kosher in America because in America, that's you know, it's usually an expression of a romantic involvement, sort of romantic or or parent-child. Yeah, 
But in, in Senegal, that's totally okay. But you flip that coin, in Senegal, people don't really hug. Hmm. You know, like parents don't hug their child. My, 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 my parents never told me that they loved me. Ever? Not in Senegal, no. Like I remember, yeah. I remember when my mom started doing that. Like I called my sister. Like the first time, I, it was in Iowa actually. When I was, really? I was talking to my mom and towards the end of the conversation before she hung up, she, she told me that she loved me in English. Huh. And like, that surprised me. Like yeah. I literally paused for like two seconds. And I was like, what? You know, that's not part of our vernacular. It's not part of how we express love. I have a jump off question here for you. Yeah. And we'll jump, jump back in. Um, would you say that you have softened a little bit over the last 10 years in your personality and the way that you express yourself? Would you say that you're warmer now than you were when you showed up in law school? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I, I, that, that I do think is true. And I can't help but wonder the impact of a very soft, vulnerable, tender expression that it is to say you love somebody, what kind of an effect that had on you? I, I, I didn't know how to deal with it. I really didn't. Like the first time it happened, I was just like, I didn't even say it back. Man, so I, I come from the total opposite. I've been, I've been, I, I was raised in a bowl of sugar of I love you. Yeah. Um, not <laughs> which that's not a complaint. Uh, it's just it's it's just the reality that I had, uh, yeah. and you know, it, it can be great, but it you know it, it's sort of the the it's sort of an opposite effect. Like you instead of instead of um, a grown up authority figure, uh, which the parents my parents still were authority figures to me, but. I shared a lot of my own opinions and disagreements all the time um, because, you know, I, I guess there's something to be said that uh, when you get the I love you candy over and over and over, it sort of validates that as I am, I'm good. Okay. This is what I think. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I, I never really thought of that as a shared connection to th those two things as interrelated, but maybe they are. It was crazy. It was crazy. So like, I literally called my sister and I was like, who is my, who is she hanging out with? Like, that's what I asked her. Like, who's mom hanging out with? Like, I, she just called me. We had a conversation at the end of it. She told me she loved me in English, mm. you know, and, you know, food. It, it took me a while to get used to it. And she doesn't do it anymore. Like, I felt like it was like a phase she was in. She was like, oh. in her way, she was trying to like assimilate into. Do you that. miss it? I don't because, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say to my daughter, I mean, I, I, I tell her all the time, you know, I love you, daddy loves you. Like, I don't do you say do that to your mom. No, no, because that's not, that's not what I'm used to with her. Have you considered reversing the tide? Because, and here, here's, here's one of the reasons I ask. This wasn't actually initially on my mind, but then I thought about this and I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. Showing that as an example to your daughter. 
showing what? So she gets to watch you express your love for your parents. Because she's going to figure out eventually that she never saw that. Yeah. At some point. Right. So, so I challenge you to at least consider, you, you know, we're not here to, we're not here to change minds right now. Um, but uh, I, to, to, to think on that, to think on what that could mean to let her see it be reflected elsewhere as well. You know, I, I'll think about it. So the, 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 the issue with that is, you know, I, my parents raised me. So like they raised me a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, when she started saying those things to me, like it was completely like out of weird. Life. It was weird. I was weirded by it. You know, eventually like I came around, she would say it and I'll say it back. But like, you know, it was a phase because she doesn't do it anymore. But, you know, most importantly, like, that's not how we show love in our culture. You know, yeah. in our culture, the way we show love, you know, being it, it's mostly like a, you know, authoritarian sort of power dynamic that you have with your parents. Like, the love is shown by just doing things, you know. Like, my mom showed me love by, you know, teaching me how to read and write. You mm. know, I didn't go to kindergarten for you know basically I got kicked out of kindergarten because my dad wouldn't pay he just decided he's not kindergarten anymore so they kicked me out but my mom taught me how to read and write like I was hanging out with her all you know she would take me everywhere that she went you know I remember the first elevator ride I was on was with my mom because she decided to take me downtown downtown Dakar from this building and it had an elevator and like I was like oh my god what is this so it was like because for for those who don't know again he's a village boy Right. Even though Dakar is a big city, but he's a village boy. Right. So, like, we took this elevator ride, and, like, it was amazing. So, you know, that was, that's how, you know, parents show love to their, to, their, to their children. Not necessarily saying that they love you, but you having that sort of access to them. The physical proximity and doing together. Right. And so, okay. when she's saying that to me, it was weird. And, and you know, back to this, this topic, this current struggle I'm having with you know parents you know there's there's this there's this notion that's floating around social media of of toxic people you know toxic friends toxicity yeah it's a it's a buzzword of the last five years right and you know because of my current evolution as a human being and the fact that you know i'm a transplant you know because I come from a completely different universe and have been transplanted into this American society, you know, both places sort of, you know, uh, dictate, you know, the course of my evolution as a human being. But my parents don't have that same thing. You know, they're most, they live most of their lives in Senegal. You know, the only thing here is the tail end of, you know, you know, the arc, the, the you know, their, their life arc. And so because of that, there's, there, there's been quite a bit of conflict between myself and them recently. And part of that conflict is sort of toxicity, you know, because everything is relative. This wouldn't be seen as toxic in Senegal, you know, the way in which that they behave and conduct themselves but in the present setting that we're in 
it is toxic because it, it only breeds conflict and, and disagreements, you know, and part of it is because they're, they're so set in their ways, you know, that they don't, they don't stay to them. They're done evolving. And I, I adhere to the school of thought that evolution does not, you know, doesn't, you, stop. You, doesn't stop no matter where you are in life you know, you are still able to learn new things about yourself, about the people that you love, the people around you, and so on and so forth, right? Yeah, yeah, actually, I think that uh, mindset is probably one of the things that made us become closer as friends, actually, after law school, um, was just kind of a, you know, uh, I don't even know that it was a conscious recognition. It probably wasn't even conscious recognition initially. Uh, mm. But at some point, it's just sort of a self-filtering mechanism. Most mm. of the people that I surround myself with voluntarily, without having realized it, um, are the people who continue to want to see growth and change. Now, I've been fortunate. My parents made the choice to continue changing. Um, and I'll just use politics as an example. I was raised in a Catholic home, um, in a Catholic private school community, uh, which largely means mostly conservative thinking. And I never really bought into all of it to begin with. Um, and I remember having debates, you know, probably in high school on all that stuff with, with my parents, um, especially with my mom. Um, and eventually I, I, you know, my natural inclination was libertarian. And then I realized during law school that that makes no sense. Uh, it doesn't actually work. It's an idealistic view of the world to think you can trust people that much for it to work. So it's kind of the fool's system. It's the person who thinks everybody is, is, is going to be, be trustworthy, um, which is nonsense. Um, so I, tot I completely flipped uh, and became pretty firmly liberal. Um, and, you know, leading up to 2016, you saw a lot of divide, the 2016 election, you saw a lot of household divides start to happen. Yeah. There were definitely some adamant arguments. I'm not even going to say which parent and on which issue, it doesn't matter. The point is neither one of them stayed with their party history. Although actually, even before that, uh, I know for a fact that my dad had voted both direct, both uh, sides of the aisle in the past. Uh, not sure what specificity there, but at any rate, they both chose willingly to leave their viewpoint. And politics in America over the last five years has taken another another extreme degree of place in personal identities uh, that really is starting to get to untenable levels. Uh, but anyway, I'm not going to dive too much into that. But the point point is, I saw my parents choose to continue to evolve. So speaking from that vantage point and recognizing my friendships that that still hold tight now and my relationships that hold tight now and contrasting it to those that do not continued evolution seems to hit and 
I don't personally go through it within my immediate family, but I know others, including yourself, who've had to deal with a lack of evolution in a variety of ways, whether it be political divides, whether it be other kinds of growth divides. But the point is that there's, that there's kind of a shared uh, center to all that, which is a lack of desire to continue to change, to move away from that which was comfortable and normal, because that's what you continue to do in life. Yeah. And you know, I'd really wonder if, you know, other people in the diaspora, you know, people, you know, uh, you know, the from, African diaspora specifically, the African diaspora, and, and, and really even, you know, maybe beyond that, right? You know, people who are from elsewhere that have come here, you know, the family units. I wonder if they're, you know, they deal with these, you know, to what extent they deal with these types of issues where, you know, the toxicity comes from, you know, one particular aspect of that family dynamic, just refusing, you know, to really let go. Because that's what it is. Like, they don't really let go of this, this sort of perceived power dynamic that they benefited from, you know, prior to sort of, you know, transposing themselves into this new society. Because when, you know, things are bound to change. You know, I'm not going to, my, my daughter's not going to have the same up, upbringing that I did. So the same challenges, you know, that, that, that I face with my relationship with my parents right now, I'm likely going to face something similar with my daughter because my daughter's going to have a completely different perspective of the world that mm -hmm. she than I did. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right? And so I'm trying to prepare myself for that. And at the same time, I'm trying to uh, encourage my parental units to do the same thing. Like, you know, let's have a, a, an engaging conversation. I'm not saying I'm right. You know, right. I'm just trying to make you accept my perspective the same way you want me to accept yours. Right. You know, because you, you, it's basically for you, it's more of an expectation because of where we come from, right? But for me, I, you know, it's more of an encouragement. I'm trying to encourage you to see me, you know, as a self. Right. That's, that's kind of the classic, um, separation issue right. to becoming an adult, um, that can transcends cultures, backgrounds, religions, whatever. Right. Um, and I think the differences are more on an individual basis, but there probably are some cultural alignments. Um, you know, certainly you're touching on one that is cultural specific of, you know, the power dynamics specific aspect, um, you know, is, is specific to the culture that you're raised in and, and, and one that's not going to be present or so you intend uh, <laughs> with, with your, with your daughter. Right. Um, because, you know, part of the reason that I moved to Austin initially when, when you and I got a place together was because I needed to be in surroundings that were not the same. I needed to not be in the comfort zone of the same 30 mile radius or 40 mile radius that I'd lived in my entire life right. outside of one summer in Chicago. Uh, because traveling around and going on vacations, that doesn't really do it living in a new place, being away from the safety nets, the, the, 
um, those things, it, it, it changes you. And that's, there's physical distance and then there's also, you know, a perspective difference in becoming your own person and choosing the things that, that you wish to choose, uh, be present in your life. Um, and, you know, shoot, I, I, I've never actually said this in, in a public forum before. I do not have a religion. I don't. Mm-hmm. I was raised in one. Yeah. But, and as much as in any personal conversation, I would be willing to answer that question honestly to anybody, including to my grandmother, who, if she chooses to watch this, is probably going to be, you know, having some feelings about what I just said. It's true. I don't have a religion. And choosing to own the thing that separates you from your family in whatever way it is. It, it can be hard. Um, it really is. It's, it, it's extremely difficult. I mean, you know, I, I, I had some, some pretty interesting um, development happen, like with people back home, you know, because, you know, one of my family members on, on my mother's side, I don't really have a relationship with. And when I decided to sort of, you know, sever that, you know, that connection, um, it, it, it caused a lot of issues uh, with a lot of people, including, including that person that, you know, himself. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I first got to Senegal, like before all of those events happened, I would tell him all the time, listen, man, I don't, you know, because he was complaining a lot about other people. And I told him, I, I personally don't adhere to the notion that uh, your family, because like in, in, in my culture, that's how it is. Like family is almost like a sacred thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. your family, they can't do you no wrong. But at the same time, in that same culture, you know, the people who can harm you the most are your family. You know, you know, whether, whether you know, no it's matter. It's almost like the, the first enables the second there. Right. And I told him, listen, you the people like people are people. People are people, whether they're your family or otherwise. And Lola's gonna Lola's gonna high five you on that one. <laughs> the same you know the, the 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 same way somebody, you know, out there, you know, could harm you, you know, whether it's it's a lone shooter in America or, you know, maybe like a bandit you know, in one of the regions in Senegal, or maybe somebody tried to take advantage of you at the market down in, in, in the, you know, in, in, in central Dakar. They're all people. We're all infallible. So I'm not going to, you know, walk around. We're, you know, we're all fallible, I think yeah. is what you were going for. Fallible, right. I'm not going to walk around with this sort of naive notion that, you know, my family always has you know, my best interests at heart or like all of my family members do. Some of them don't. Mm. You know, and if I realize that they don't, you know, have my best interests at heart or maybe if, if our belief systems or our attitudes about towards life don't align, then I'm not going to have a relationship with that person. It's just simple as that. It's better if we don't have a relationship than 
you know, continue to have a relationship where it's just going to be, you know, seeped in constant conflict. That's, that's not, that's stressful for me. You know what I'm saying? So like, as a, instead of having that constant stress in my life, I'd rather just kind of, you know, take a step back and, and you know, let them, you know, let them sort of pursue, you know, their life trajectory in, in, in any way, shape or, or form that they wish to do. And I'll do my own thing. That yeah. way no one, like we don't have to have an, you know, and. Where do, where do you think that you got inspired to take this strong of a. It's been a long time coming, man. Independence. It's been a long time coming. Like I'll remind you of some of the things we, we even talked about, you know, if, if you recall, you know, this, this, and, and, I, and I think it probably all started when my dad left. You know, when my dad left the country and came to the U.S., right, as an asylee, you know, I, 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 I quickly realized that the people that were coming to our home and eating our food every day, my dad was willing to feed all of them. Like, there were people in my house every day. Yeah. Like, people would show up to eat lunch at my house. And most of those people didn't give a shit about me or my siblings or my mother or really my dad. They were just they, leeches. Right, they were just leeches, right? And so when my dad left, so did they. You know, so then we had to figure out how to fend for ourselves, you know, for about two years before we came, eventually made our, made our way to America. And so that was a huge eye-opener for me, you know, you know, about what the actual human condition is. You know what I mean? That, that sort of, you know, that inherent selfishness that humans have. Mm. To only, you know, mostly look out for the self rather than, you know, the unit, even though. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, selfishness, right? Uh, By itself, the word selfish isn't nearly as venomous as as often gets made out to be. Selfish means you act in the interest of yourself. Um, It's sort of a weird blessing to say this, and at the same time, it's, it's a point of pain to admit it. I'm a selfish dude. And I know that I am, but in a way, uh, it it keeps me from being dependent, right? Um, in a lot of ways, not in all ways. I'm emotionally a little more dependent than a than a, you know. We don't need to get too far into that at the moment, um, but I can. Uh, th- there's some dependency there, yeah. but. But selfishness and understanding selfishness as a human condition, it, it, is, it is an interesting one because coming to grips with the fact that someone's not going to have your interests in, at heart uh, is eye-opening because it also, you know, it, it, this kind of ties into to, to our day job. Um, I think particular, so, so just a little background here. We both work for an affiliate law firm uh, that is, a, is it's an affiliate of LegalZoom and file trademarks, okay, on behalf of our clients. And we do it in a very high volume. And one thing that this, that, that job has really showed me in ways that I didn't see to the degree in which I see it now is inherent trust, okay? Inherent trust in what it means to be attuned to the selfish motivations of others and, and carry them yourself, right? It's fascinating to me how some of our client base and a rather large population of it. I don't have a percentage and I'm not going to try to rough it, but it's not the majority. That's all I could tell you. 
don't come in with inherent trust. Yeah. And that tells me a similar thing to the lesson that you learned about inherent trust and who deserves inherent trust. Does yeah. anyone deserve inherent trust? And maybe the answer is no. Uh, maybe the answer is no, because these people come in and, and they're fighting with you. And literally our job is to represent their interest. Our yeah. job is to be their ally and advocate. Um, and we have an ethical obligation to do so. They don't know that and they don't care. So you have to find a way in some of those conversations to help get this person empathetically. Uh, you have to do it with empathy or it pretty much always fails. Uh, so it's a great teacher in how to work with someone who's been taught about the human condition in very honest ways. Um, that inherent trust is a bullshit thing. And those of us who, who had a lot of that growing up and, and believe that we deserve it going out there in the world, it's a bullshit thing. You don't deserve inherent trust. You need to earn everybody's trust yeah. and be ready for people who don't inherently trust you. Yeah. Uh, that's a hard lesson. And you learned that at age 14, 13? 14. Yeah. That's a big lesson to learn at 14. Yeah. And like that, you know, that for me, like, that's kind of when I grew up, like, I just, it was very clear for me. Like, like, there's no, like, I couldn't, there was no way I couldn't see it because it was just like so vivid, you know, what, how things change, like overnight, literally, you know? Yeah. You know, I've always kind of been that way. Like since then, I've always kind of been very sort of independent, like always try to chart my own path, you know? So yeah, when I came to America, you know, like I never asked my dad for help with anything. Like I always try to do everything my own, you know, college, I got to college on my own. You know, I took out, I got some grants, got some loans and when I finished college. It was a perfect opportunity for me. Cause I was like, I'm going to get out of Texas. I'm not going to stay in Texas for grad school. So I didn't even bother applying to Texas law schools. I just applied to out of state schools cause I wanted to get out. I went to Iowa on my own, you know, just with two suitcases, I took a bus to Iowa. I didn't even have enough money to afford a plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> man. So like I went to Iowa, man. Like I took a 24 hour bus ride to Iowa and like, you know, I learned so much about myself. You know, I did study abroad. You know, I learned that I could like, you know, I could actually survive on my own in a foreign country. So then when I finished law school, I went and lived in Europe for a while for half a year and then I came back, you know, I always, I was, I always, always wanted to be independent, you know, of, of my family, uh, you know, my parents, because, you know, they always kind of, you know, especially my mom, she never really wanted me to do any of these things. Like she always wanted me to kind of stay close, you know, so that, you know, I would, you know, we would sort of keep those same sort of family dynamics, of like that power structure. I'm like, I don't really believe in this. Like I, I believe in, in, you know, self-determination. Like I want to be able to like, figure out who I am on my own, you know, the same way you had that, you know, you did, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, I guess, you know, um, yeah. in, in your life, but it's, it's difficult. It's difficult for, you know, people from my culture to, to accept that to accept the fact that I can, you know, your child can be his, his own person mm. uh, 
rather than somebody who's just supposed to accept everything. It reminds me a little bit of a friend of ours, and I'm not going to name him, uh, but he went to med school, very bright guy. He's Nigerian. And what he really wanted to do was filmmaking. Right. And now he's pursuing it and by all measures seeming to to find some success, which is great. Uh, but there, the cultural expectation that you will go to school, you will get uh, one of these preset prestigious degrees, and you will go be a professional in that discipline. Uh, Lola, my, my uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, which should be probably everybody who's watching this, uh, but maybe you don't, uh, that's my fiance. And she felt pressure for a long time uh, to get her CPA. And so when I was giving some, I, I tend to be a little bit of a pusher, but I push on something that someone expressed that they want to do. And so I'm going to, you know, okay, let's, let's go. And she told me early on that she was considering getting her CPA and wanted to do so. So I bought her a, a study guide book. And over the course of a couple years, you know, she didn't, she didn't really want to do it. And she I don't know how long she knew that she didn't want to, but was fighting against the pressures of the upbringing. And, and it wasn't even, you know, necessarily pressure from her parents specifically. Um, I, I don't get that energy from her. Uh, right. and, but, but that, that the, the powerful thumb of the African parent uh, and even maybe the culture uh, in support of, or sometimes in Lola's case, instead of um, the parent pushes the, the, kids in a certain direction to follow a certain way of life um and it sounds like that's an experience that you've that you're tangling with now so let's let's bring it up to the present what's going on with that that you mind that you don't mind divulging um so what's going on is is you know my my relationship like i guess with my parents is, is you know I don't know if, if something you would call smooth or healthy. You have some thorns in the tire and maybe you need to change the tire. It's definitely, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, challenging at the moment, you know, yeah. uh, because we don't, we're not communicating very well, mm. you know, and the reason why we're not communicating very well is because I, I, I tend to voice my opinion. Like if I, if I hear, my mom or my father say something that I don't necessarily agree with, you know, from an, you know, and then as a, the objective as a, as a viewpoint as I can sort of, you know, digest what they're saying, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a piece of my own mind. Right. And you know how I talk, like, you know, everything I, you do with the floating, it's that, the opposite energy with your, with your opinion sharing. Right. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, I'm, I'm not even thinking that this is going to like, you're gonna you're gonna see this as like an affront, right? Like, Lola, Lola's kind of similar to you in that regard. Yeah, like the truth I'm, comes out as the truth. Yeah, like I just say, like you know, I, I don't think that's, you know, I would just say like I don't think that's right. Like I don't, I disagree with that, but because of that inherent sort of you know, power dynamic that's been you know a part of our relationship for so long, when when I do that, they see it as an affront. They see it as me challenging their authority and then if instead of hearing me out you know they go into their shell they get defensive um and that creates a lot of conflict so at the moment when we speak we're basically just kind of just you know there's a lot of small talk that 
that, that we're having, we're not really having in-depth conversations about a lot of different things. You know, I w and I wish, like, I really wish I could have these types of conversations with my parents. You know, I wish I could, you know, talk about, you know, so like religion, things like, you know, the notion of God, the afterlife, you know, raising a child. What would happen for you if you just started that conversation? I don't think they would know what to say. I don't, I, they, they, so, so uh, I, 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 I gather that the conversations that have led to the issue didn't involve a whole lot of mutual listening. No, not a, not a lot. Like as, as, as soon as, you know, what it is that they said at the time was said and I expressed my disagreement, you know, it, it, it became, you know, at least from their perspective, an argument. And in my, you know, from my end, I'm, I'm just trying to like, you know, be objective and say, basically just say my piece in an objective way. And then, you know, at least have that particular factor be part of that, their equation. But it, it's, you know, it, on their end, they're just, they're seeing it as an attack. Like, as you know, me challenging them and all this stuff. Like, it's not a challenge. I'm just telling you, I'm giving you my opinion. Yeah. You know, so yours uh but you're not taking it very well you're taking it as an affront as an attack so like there's a lot of emotion that comes you know from them you know as a response to you know my whatever statement i'm i'm, I'm sort of yeah you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm giving up yeah you know I, i'm i'm listening to this and yeah i'm, I'm sorry that you're going through it because it's it's painful. Um, that said, as you know, with me, like I know with you, we both tend to be solution-minded at bottom. Right. And my mind can't help but go to, do you think there is a solution? Just in this very simple question, do you think there's a solution? The, the one solution that I've adopted in the past couple of weeks, and I, I, I don't know if we talked about this. I know I've talked about it with Krissa and at least one other person. What I've, what I've decided to do going forward is just avoid, just accept the fact that they're not going to change. Hmm. Well, that's what I'm kind of working on right now, like acceptance. You know, I'm, I'm trying that's to- That's good. That's good. You know, my parents are beyond, you know, you know, evolving to, to what I think they could evolve to, that they're going to be set in their ways. And, you know, if it's not worth a, a discussion or a fight or an argument, I'm just not going to have it with them. Okay. You know, but at the same, but, you know, there's, there's some things that come with that, you know, which is what I'm saying. Like, we're not going to be having sort of in-depth conversations that I wish I could have with them, you know, because that's kind of how I picture things to be. Like, as I grew older, you know, as I, as, you know, as I become more of a family man, you know, I would be able to breach some of these types of conversations with my parents, and, you know, be able to have, you know, active, productive discussions, you know, where, you know, I get, you know, they share their, their, you know, their perspective and I share mine and we can just have, you know, an objective conversation. But 
I basically learned that's not going to be the case because, you know, as far as they're concerned, this is, you know, I'm mostly going to get emotion out of them rather than, you know, objective thoughts. Um, Have you ever just asked them what, what they think the afterlife consists of? I've never, I've never, no. What if you, what if you ask them questions? I guess I could, I guess I could, but I, 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 I feel Without like your opinion involved. I think I would just get, I, I know what I'm going to get out of them. You know, I'm going to, I, you know, I'm, I, they're, you know, they're Muslim. My parents are Muslim. So I know what, what I'm going to get out of that. You know, and you, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure, you know, very well, um, think, think at the more, same time, yeah. at the same time, your parents are probably, whether it's on this issue or other, I don't mean specifically on this issue. Uh, they're probably still capable of surprising you. That would be nice. I mean, I, I would be all for that. Yeah. Uh, and it could be in any facet, not as, like I said, not specific to this one, but you could also try assertiveness. Assertiveness meaning you state your need as your need without it being contentious without it being aggressive, without it being passive. So you say, I would like to have conversations with you about the afterlife, or maybe we, where it's not about agreement, it's just exchanging ideas. And just see what that, if that answer goes badly, then, then it's probably toast, right? But, you know, and the reason I, I say these things to you is because I've seen you both be hard-headed and obstinate and, and combative, and yeah. also open-minded and probative yeah. and they're two different modes and it can be very hard with parents to do something that it because the the, the other side to this to this uh perspective that parents have a power dynamic is that you may not even realize it in the moment that you are acting your role in the power dynamic by trying to be feisty and have your way when you know you're not going to get it with them instead of treating your parents as just another person who requires probing and curiosity to learn more about at times instead of just demands right i mean you 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 said it beautifully like what, what you said right now is like what I'm trying to work on. I'm, try, I'm just trying to figure out like the proper approach. Yeah. It's hard, dude. Get there with them, you know, like have these sort of like more productive conversations. Yeah. Um, and I haven't yet figured it out. Like I haven't yet figured out, figured out the approach. Like I know, you know, I know the overall goal what you know what what the overall goal is which is basically what you said you know you know and that's what i was kind of alluding to when i said you know i'm not gonna i'm not i'm just basically i'm just gonna refuse having arguments with them contentious arguments hmm. because they lead to anything productive they just get emotional and they start yeah know. it becomes it becomes a matter of i the child am not adopting you the parents wishes on manner in which to live my life Right, which is really what's at heart of most child parent arguments. And it's funny that I'm saying that now because I've never really thought of it in those terms, but really that is so much of my own arguments with my parents, especially my mom. My dad and I are usually arguing about it in, you know, some piece of information and it's not really about flexing, it's more just about debating. Uh, right. Where the, the, the debates of this variety 
happen with happen with my mom way too often. <laughs> we're we're both arguers, so you know, uh, yeah. some of it's that too. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, th there's there's a there's an undercurrent of your own role as yeah. the child that you unwittingly have probably been playing the part of while being frustrated with them playing the, their part. Yeah, I, I definitely have, you know, like uh, when, when I had this, this really sort of contentious argument with my mother and I told you about this mm -hmm. and um, I called my, one of my younger brothers to sort of, you know, discuss it with him. And he basically agreed with all of the, all of the things that I, that, you know, I had issues with as far as you know, the argument that I had with my mom, but he kept saying, well, you know, I think, you, you know, you probably want to just maybe work on your tone a little bit. And like, take it easy, I believe was the phrase that he, yeah, you said, yeah. you said he used. Right. He said, hey, take it easy and just like kind of soften your tone a bit. Yeah. And I, and I used a very similar phrase with you in meaning, not in, not in words. I, yeah. I told you, you got to understand the emotional state that is built into her perspective here because it had to do with changes. Right. Right. It had to do with changes. And, you know, as a parent, I haven't, I'm not even close to this because I don't have my own kids yet. Uh, but the idea of at some point, your kids no longer care what you think. Right. And after a lifetime of being able to have sway in what you think, mm -hmm. to lose that sway is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Ab dude, that is, that's exactly what the whole conflict is really, you know, about. Like, that's what it comes down to. The fact that as a parent, you know, they're realizing that the influence that they had on their it, it, yeah, it, it's baked. Whatever's there is there. Whatever's not is toast. And 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 you know, it's sad because like it it's that is dangerous to me. Like that is very that's a dangerous attitude to have because you 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 have blinders on. Well, it. But at the but, same time, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't sound that dangerous to me. It just sounds more naive. Yeah, naive, dangerous, you know. Because the the danger is just that you won't be able to have that conversation. Yeah, exactly. Like it, 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 it to me, it like it stunts the the growth of the relationship. So I mean, just to kind of reframe it in another perspective here, it sounds like what you're looking for is is you're trying to find the person-to-person -person adult relationship with your parents, not as your parents. Yeah, and maybe they're not so comfortable with transitioning away from parental role. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what it is because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm able to like, you know, take, take stock of who I am as a person and understand, you know, things I do well and like what my faults are as a human being, like what, yeah. You know, where do I fail? Yeah, and, and, and reassess and then try to, to make moves. You know, I do the same thing with them, but they reject that, you know. Well, and that's why I think, you know, if, if this were my handling of it, what I may be inclined to do is literally go to them and say, 
what I might trying to work out with you is I'd like to develop more of an adult to adult person to person relationship with you in addition to the parental child relationship that we've already got. Yeah. That one's done. You did your work. I'll always be your son. Ooh, right. Yeah. But, but now we have an opportunity to get to know each other as people and what we think about things. Right. We become friends. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's, that's it. Like, and, 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 you know, that's, that's the one thing I was talking about earlier. Like I, I, I think a lot of people in the diaspora, when they watch this video, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, you know, this... they, we all wish we could have that person to person. Like I wish my parent really knew who I was. Well, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's huge because it's your identity, right? And, you know, it's funny because we hear, we hear horror stories in the United States of the opposite problem, um, that the parent cared too much about wanting to be the friend right. and forgot to do the parenting work first right. and failed to develop a mature uh, adult human mm -hmm. uh they failed to raise their child to become that yeah. uh, because they were focused on the friend side of things uh, so it's an interesting opposite side here where now it's sort of like and i'm i guess i, I don't want to call it opposite side because i just use the word failure uh, and i'm not going to say what your parents are doing is failure that's not yeah. fair um and that's certainly not my intent uh, but just coming from the other side of they did they did the right thing first they did parent you first that is yeah. supposed to come first uh it is number one but what you're describing is maybe we can whittle down some of those rougher edges of of parental power dynamic and child inferiority dynamic and get to know each other a little bit absolutely um, which you know i i can tell you here from my personal experiences I'm I'm in the the stage of life where I'm I've gotten to be doing that now with my parents for a number of years, uh, and I have to be appreciative. So here's a shout out to you, mom and dad, for for letting me become friends with the two of you as individuals. Um, it's a it's a pretty cool thing, and you know, uh, to I think here we're we're gonna put a wrap on on this conversation. Wait to the next one. Yeah, I think we've got a lot of really good stuff. Um, I feel so, a sense of gratitude and appreciation on a number of fronts right now, which is not necessarily the expected result of this conversation. How are you feeling right now? I feel good. I feel good. I, I feel like I've gained some uh, pretty valuable um, insight. You know, it always good. It's it's good to talk to. You know. A learned individual. <laughs> I'm taking that. I am taking that. <laughs> About this thing, you know, it's kind of like you, 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 you. It's like when you when you play that thing when you when you when you hit the ball on the wall. Is it bad, badminton, whatever they call it? The, the uh, handball. Is that is that handball when they when racquetball? They racquetball. Is that what it is? Like you, you know, because you, 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 when you hit the ball on the wall, you're thinking, okay, you know. You can guess the trajectory of what what the ball is gonna you know, where the ball is gonna go when it hits the wall, but you really can't. You guessing, right? But like that's but when it hits the wall, 
and the ball comes through, like that is the true, that's, that's the true trajectory. And then you adjust. So that's what this is for me. Well, and then you have someone else completely redirect the trajectory on their strike. Right, exactly. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. then, then you're learning a lot of good, valuable lessons about physics, but also just life in general. <laughs> learning a lot about physics i like that that that's going to be the line for the episode um, <laughs> oh man well this is fun uh thanks for joining uh on upper back hair malik uh say bye to the people for me hey uh i hope you guys enjoy the conversation and uh you know hopefully i'm i can come back as a, as a guest in the future and we can, we can talk about some of the some of the interesting topics absolutely absolutely People are people. People are people, whether they're your family or otherwise. Man, Lola's gonna Lola's gonna high five you on that one. <laughs> <laughs>